Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, January the 24th, 2019. It's 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. in Los Angeles, 1 p.m. in London, Sydney, Australia. It's 12 midnight, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. It's been a couple weeks since I had a chance to talk with my good friend Joel, but uh, I, I've been looking forward to this, Joel, because it's been so long. It's like I, I when I say a daily dose of happy, for me, it's like a weekly dose with you, and I'm, I'm in overdose drive here, so I'm addicted. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the, uh, it, it, that's, that's a lot to sort of process. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really glad to be back. I always miss, uh, as I told you, I really enjoy the show as much as what I gain from it and hopefully some other people gain as well. But we've been doing this a long time now and I find great value in it. So I look forward to every Thursday. Absolutely. I do too. It's, um, the, the fact that you and I have been doing it the longest of all of my co-hosts is special for me. And I know you've been through, uh, watching my own development, and, and I've enjoyed being a part of and, and watching what's been going on in your life and, and in our relationship doing the show, and it's very gratifying. And to have more and more listeners listening in, that just is like cherry on top. It's wonderful. So, yeah. So that, that's that, that's the love fest for today. But <laughs> um, there you I, go. I, I don't really have a topic in mind today. I, I figured you know we'll we'll make it a Q and A, and as people pop in, we can ask you know answer questions that they uh, raise. But I figure I'll just start off with some basics um, that are you know kind of tied to stuff we've talked about in the past because it all is tied together. Um, but I, I think we ought to just take a little time to go back and just do really basic stuff just for a moment. Like you know what is not just what is the law of attraction, but how do you become a deliberate creator? Just right back to the very beginning and, and see how our answers are different from where they were, say, you know, five years ago. Well, and, and you know, that, that's such a great, you know, we, we often will talk more advanced levels of law of attraction or what some people would perceive but as, as advanced, but you're right. It, it, when we look at the basics of how and where we go, and, and I've had several conversations this week uh, around with other law tra- attraction practitioners as well as uh, just general and, and to see the general people who are in the process who mm-hmm. who think, wow, you know, uh, how did I get there? And, and within the spectrum of the law of attraction, there's so many different variables of the way people believe. Right. Um, one of the things that that I was very opposed to for for a long time in my childhood and w- was the uh, the being forced into a religious belief or a dogma mm. of religious belief that yeah. that while I had some small value in some of what it was being taught, it was clear that some of it was just a little out there for me at least. <laughs> and and so and, and the reason I share that is is I also realized that in my search for the law of attraction, as I discovered, I knew that was the answer. I also had to be wary of not getting caught up in that same thing on the law of attraction side. Oh yeah, where it's it's just one one version of something, and and you know you you get uh, sort of like you know I actually heard somebody use the term this week that that they were a little disillusioned because they were very much the sort of the Abraham Hicks uh, uh, camp for many years. And almost viewed Abraham as a god or as mm. a, a as someone who, and, and and that was a very interesting take. And and they were becoming a little disillusioned because some of the stuff didn't seem to match where their life was going. Mm, and right. and so 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 I one thing that I've tried to to figure out, and I encourage everyone else to do, is we all have a basic personality type that that is going to be able to sort of see things in certain ways. There isn't, I have yet to find the one complete answer that fits everyone. At the end of the day, you can look at the dogma surrounding the law of attraction, and there is dogma for a lot of people, but it, it, what happens is the universe responds to your emotion, period. You, there, there, there's all kinds of manifestations of vision boards and and. Do you need to take action or you just need to sit there? You can argue the finer points, but the law of attraction simply responds to your emotion. Mm. What you're vibrating emotionally is what it picks up on. Right. And that's what it brings to you. And, and 
that's the basis of it. And then you can go in a million different directions from there. But as long as we always remain clear and concise with that one concept, I think we're fine. And going and, going you know, in a million so, directions so is what we do. I we always, do a lot, a lot. I mean, we go off in, in a million directions every show, so it's not it's not like we're unfamiliar yeah. with going off in a million directions. <laughs> hey, right, and it's great. And, and there's there's uh, that's part of the fascinating process to me of it is. of you know here, here, here's a, a really good example. Like I will often hear, uh, you know, the just, just almost arguments with people over the concept of. Uh, it, it, the, the most frustrating thing that I see people deal with is when they get stuck on attracting a certain relationship in their life. That mm. seems to be the one that everybody, you know, right. financially is what everybody really gets into. But once they realize, okay, I, I sort of got this financial stuff, it's the relationship thing, you know, it, 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 it's, you're not going to have the ability, at least in my belief, and again, I try to always say this is what I've seen over the years of doing this. I can't say that I want my ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend back. Period. I, I can say that could be something I want, but it, it's not. It, the, the universe is going to respond. They can respond to I don't want to be lonely. I want a fulfilling relationship. But when you try to out manifest or out attract what someone else is putting out there, that's where everything starts to come. Mike Dooley describes it as you know there's seven billion people on the planet all manifesting your stuff. And and your manifestations and your law of attraction have to take place within the confines of that reality. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so so the the idea that somebody's horribly opposed to being with you and felt you horribly mistreated them or really and, and you can spend all of your your energy trying to manifest them back into your life and that that that's not a likely scenario. And and well, actually, your, I've, your, your and I've seen emotion. people who've done it. I've seen people who have actually managed to get those people back who are really not suited for them at all because they're so obsessed about it. Right. But but nevertheless, they've managed to get them back, and then they're miserable because they're being treated wrong or because yeah. it's not working out but, uh, or because they just walked out on them again exactly. or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I work with this, this client on the West Coast, and um, she, uh, a very high-powered business lady, and, and, and really I, I really like her. I like her drive and energy. Mm-hmm. But she uh, was in a relationship with this gentleman that, is very toxic for both of them. It, mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of verbal abuse on both sides and they end up hating each other, calling the police and then turning about, you know, she literally had him arrested for abuse and then turned around and bailed him out the same day. Really? Uh, moved, you know, oh, so wow. This, yes. It, and so she was stuck on the, the, she was addicted to the concept of having him in his, in her life. And it, 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 it was the only course of action she was looking at. And that sort of leads me to where I, I, I was going is the one course of action is the problem that most people get stuck on with the law of attraction. Just this one, I, I only see it this way. The universe has limitless abilities to manifest or bring things into your life. But when you, when you just simply only assign it one way for it to happen, I'm not saying it can't happen. But it, it, you, you limit the opportunity for your, your, what you're really wanting to come true because it, it, you're only giving it one path. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece that, um, you know, I, you, you know, I shared for a long time. We talked about when I originally, uh, had the concept of coming up to Virginia, I had a vision board of a treatment center. I was, I was a director of a treatment center in right. South Carolina and we were dealing with gambling specific, uh, clients. And I had a vision of what a treatment center I wanted. I, I wanted a treatment center on a big, you know, big plantation or a big mansion. Uh, I, I want to do a lot of holistic stuff. I wanted different modalities, uh, healthy eating, positive thought, law of the try, all that. And I, I, I had this picture. I just found a random picture on the internet and put up, uh, on my vision board. The concept of treating gamblers. Uh, compulsive gamblers uh, in, in residential treatment is really difficult because the very nature of their addiction leaves them with no money. So financially, it was not a possible thing to do in my mind. I just couldn't mm-hmm. imagine financially affording it right. because it, the, out, the outflow of money versus what we'd be able to collect, and insurance doesn't generally cover the gambling addiction. Right. So, But I wanted it. And, and, and as you know, I manifested that. Now, it wasn't Twice. my treatment center, <laughs> but I became director of that exact treatment center. Yeah. And while it wasn't the exact home, 
I promise you it, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference in what that picture looked like in the home I ended up in. Wow. Um, so, and I was, I was director of, you know, I didn't start as, uh, I was like the gambling counselor, then I moved into the, uh, an operational director, uh, and it was my program for five years. And so I brought that into my life. A very wealthy family had funded it, and then I, I moved on from that, but I did attract it. So I, I, I didn't get stuck on a course of action of, of you know, I, I thought it would be my treatment center. I thought it, I didn't think it would be in Virginia. Uh, but there's, but at the same time, that's what came along, and it, it's what I was able to, to to bring about. We all do that, and that's the the basic of the law of attraction to me as we're trying to approach today mm. is figuring out your what you're comfortable with, what your belief system does, and and do not get into the argument of the stuff that doesn't doesn't matter in the law of attraction. Just right. like religion, it can you can get way off on tangents and and lose the entire point. Very true. Yeah. In fact, uh, yesterday, Cindy Chavez and I, uh, we, we've been doing an exploration of uh, the works of Neville Goddard. Um, and he has some really interesting takes on it. He has a, a, he, he's very scriptural in the way that he presents stuff. He himself is a very um, mystically religious Christian. Um, but his, his take on the scriptures are quite different. It's not what you hear in church. So, so he interprets it completely differently from the way churches do. But nevertheless, there's that aspect to it. And yet one of the most fascinating things that he presented uh, was the idea of consciousness. And he doesn't actually present it specifically directly the way I'm about to describe it, but when you read it and you kind of you know peel the layers apart and understand what he's talking about, you realize that what I'm about to say is actually at the core of what he thinks. He talks about consciousness a lot. And for him, consciousness is not a single state. It is a series of states. And in fact... When we are stuck on somebody, I like the word that you use, you, you get stuck on somebody or you get stuck on a thought process or stuck on a situation, you just got to have that particular situation. It's basically us saying, here's this one state of consciousness and that's the only one I want to have in my life and not allowing all these other states of consciousness to just keep flowing through our lives. It's like it has to be just this one and none other. And it has to play out exactly right. the way I want it to in that state of consciousness. So it's basically us trying to fix the universe to work exactly the way we want the universe to work, which doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. But that's what we well, and, keep trying to do. And, and exactly. Exactly. And, and that's where that resistance comes because people get stuck on this, will, this is what I'm after versus the feeling of what we're after. I'm looking for the abundance in all areas of my life. I, I want to... You know, I want my definition of happy. I want to be able to do what I want to do, um, do have a career that I love. I have all of that. I have every bit of it, and, mm -hmm. and, and I've attracted every bit of it in my life. I love that. Mm -hmm. However, if I, if I get stuck on I just specifically have to have this, yes. uh, then, then, again, I, I am putting that, that very limiting resistance out there and, and – and that's where I've seen a lot of people not realizing they, they've right. achieved what they've sought. They just didn't see it the way they saw it and it, it, the, the way they thought they would see it. And it, it, it's once you can sort of awaken them to that fact, you know, I, that, yes, despite all that, uh, you have exactly what you brought about, but you, you've been looking for it the wrong, on the, in the wrong area. And open up your eyes and see it's already there. Right. And it's like, wow, you're right. And that's what makes a big difference. So that level of consciousness you're talking about is is there's multiple ways to approach things. And I really encourage everyone because it's so fascinating to me. There's there's limitless teachers in the law of attraction. There's limitless practitioners that are are, are that all have their own opinion. And I I love the study of them all. I agree with some. I don't. I, I agree with a little of everybody. I think. Mm -hmm. And. One thing my early childhood stuff taught me, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm adamant about this, I never want to get stuck in just one dogma or one way of thinking uh, that, that clearly there's multiple ways. The law of attraction at the end of the day is your emotionality and how that, that energy you put out from that and how it responds. That, that's all it is. The rest of the stuff, is how do you get there? I often use the, the, the scenario. I'm in Richmond, Virginia, as we're talking. And if I were to say to a friend, you know, 
we're out to say to you, Walt, you're a friend. We'll start with you. Well, thank you. I'm glad I'm a friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I, I want to meet you at uh, Atlanta Braves Stadium tomorrow in Atlanta. Okay. Well, you're you're in Connecticut. I'm in Richmond, and I want to meet you at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to sit there and argue with you how you do. I don't care how you get there, Walt. Either get your car and leave now, (laughs) go to the train station, go get on a bus, or 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 fly. Take a plane. I'm not going to argue the details with you as long as you're there tomorrow at five and we agree on that. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's sort of the way of looking at it. There's multiple avenues to get to Atlanta. Right. And, you know, I can think of, you know, you know, okay, so what is it? Eight hour drive for me. It's a, a, a hour and a half flight. It's this, that, the other a train ride. All this stuff is there and you're in the same position. It's just a different, you know, how do we get there? And and I often see one of the problems that I've uh, uh, have noticed is I will see a lot of battling over the how you get there part instead of argue instead of accepting here's where we're at this is what it responds to and all of the rest is basically what matches you exactly I mean it would be like me telling you since we're going to meet at Atlanta Braves Stadium um, great we're going to meet there tomorrow at five o'clock but Joel you got to take a taxi there. And never mind how much the taxi costs, you have to take a taxi because that's really the only correct way to get there. And if you don't take a right. taxi, I'm going right. to be really, really upset with you. Right. <laughs> Which is insane. And that happens. And, that, and that's does. the piece that I, 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 I notice a lot is, is I will see the arguments of minutia when it comes, and not just law of attraction, it's other things, but you see it in, 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 the, in the traditional religions. You'll see literal killings and wars and and political upheaval over the the concepts of within the concepts of what a religion is there's argument within that that takes people to the extremes and 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 that that's that's a lot that's most often resistance is when you get into that way i'm a massive fan of abraham hicks's work and some of it I, I I don't feel matches where I'm at. I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it works for my personality type. Some of it. Uh, whereas I'm a very action oriented. I'm more of the you know, like Mike Dooley often speaks of stuff that I really I really like Mike Dooley stuff. Yeah. Of of you know you 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 take action. You keep the you keep the overall concept loose. Uh, you want you want this. You want that. And allow the universe to fill in the blank. Uh, while other people say, no, you put that specific thing up on the vision board. I've seen 30-minute arguments over that one argument, mm, sure. over that one concept. Yeah, and and I'm I don't really care if that works for you. <laughs> let's knock it out of the park. All right. Let, let's don't waste time with that. And so that's that's what I love. Uh, and by the way, uh, Walt, in, in honor of you, I'm doing a lot of baseball analysis. I, I was just going to say, I was amazed you wanted to go to a baseball game. I, I maybe you needed a siesta. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say we were going to a game. I just said meet me at the stadium. Oh, that's There's true. You did say okay. that. You're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've got a question from one of our uh, loyal listeners in the audience, and, and the question actually ties in a little bit to what Cindy and I talked about yesterday with Neville Goddard, because like you said, I mean, um, we I like to, and, and we here on the show like to go to a lot of different sources for information, and Neville is one of them. Neville was talking a lot about the concept I am in the uh, chapter we were reading yesterday, um, which is also a mantra that gets used by a lot of Indian gurus, um, or, or just general, right. uh, you know, yoga or yogic uh, gurus tend to use I am a lot. And Nasha was asking specifically, what does is, what is, um, Neville Goddard mean by I am? Uh, what, what What's his particular take on it? So I'm, I'm not going to ask you to explain what his particular take is because I know you don't really follow Neville very much. But I will start off by having you say, what do you think is the value of I am as a mantra, as a, as a thing to be telling yourself and and uh, believing in yourself, and then I'll try to give what I think is Neville's answer to the question. Okay, I appreciate it, because I was going to really have a rough time answering Yeah, I know. You don't really figure – you don't follow the Neville <laughs> stuff very much, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but, no, but I, I, I do concur with the concept of uh, – I, I often use this in my private practice. There are no more – the, the most important statement you can ever make in your life is what follows the words, I am. Mm. It is what you're programmed for. It is the subconscious programming of who you are. I am 
what are you? When I ask that, I'll ask that, complete the sentence, I am. And whatever you say after that, there's nothing more important because that's the subconscious programming. And the use of I am is a declaration to me of an attempt to do literally re- reframing the brain, reframing where every I am and fill in that blank. It's mm-hmm. so important it, it, because I think that the, the inner dialogue that we have all day, we all have an inner dialogue that's going on, um, and I'll throw crazy statistics out there, and these are none of these are proven, so, so before you fact check <laughs> me, just you know, email Walt at L-O-N-A. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, the, it, anywhere between 40 and 81,000 thoughts we have in a day, people claim that's what the average person thinks in a day. And of those thoughts, the average person has 92% of the exact same thoughts of the day before. It's, so you're thinking the same thing repetitively or saying, when I say thoughts or inner dialogue, what we say to ourselves. And then within that, 90% of those are negative in nature or self-defeating in nature. Mm-hmm. So that inner dialogue, and we're programmed for that. We're, we're programmed. There, there's vernaculars in our society that say, you know, uh, Murphy's Law, if it can't go wrong, it will go wrong, all this other stuff. So we're programmed into that, oh, wow, I can't believe that happened. So... Part of the reprogramming process starts with who are you? Mm-hmm. Are you know in one of my huge arguments and in, in, in one of my big disagreements with uh, the the twelve step programming uh, for people in addiction? I think they do some good work in some areas, but when you when you force somebody to stand up and say, "I am Joel and I'm an alcoholic," you are making a declaration of now. You're making a declaration of what you are at that point, and I think there is nothing more destructive that program does than that. It's a personal opinion, uh, but I, 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 you know, I, I will say because I'm a recovering compulsive gambler, I will say I am a former compulsive gambler in long-term recovery. Mm. That usually angers people, uh, which of course you can imagine how much that upsets me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, about it, that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you, you, you get my point. So. So that's a long answer to, I don't know, you know, what your feelings of I am or what Neville's feelings of I am. But to me, that is the single event that I look at daily mm-hmm. that uh, uh, what am I saying? What am I thinking? What is my reality? My reality starts with I am, and like today, I am grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly happy. I'm incredibly blessed. I have a, a lot of I am's that are incredibly positive. That's really good. Yeah, I like that. And actually, that's not all that far from what Neville talks about. Um, Neville specifically uses the concept I am as a way of tuning into the the inside of ourselves about our own consciousness. His, his consciousness is a really big concept for him. And it, it, I, the, the statement I am becomes a way of connecting into what I like to call my higher Walt, Um or IW, as I've been suggested by Alex King, I should call it my IW. But um, uh, my, my IW is where I connect into source, to what people call God or, or source energy or the universe or whatever. It's where I connect into all of the energy that connects us all together. And that conscious statement, I am, is a way of me being in that stream and connecting to how I am in that stream. So I am becomes the basis for everything I want to attract in my life and everything that I want to live in life and everything that I want to be in life. It becomes the focal point for all of that. So he suggests using I am as your first place to start from when you want to bring something into your life. And he has a very specific process that is similar to the Abraham process um, in terms of, of attracting stuff. Um, he actually kind of fuses a couple of the concepts together. But overall, it starts from I am. It starts from a recognition of me as a being and recognition by myself of me as a being. Because that I'm the one who's doing mm. the attracting. I'm the one who is right. manifesting. I'm the one who is deciding. I'm the one who's putting the limiting beliefs out. I'm the one who's removing the limiting beliefs. It's all me. It's all happening with me. It's inside me. It's part of who I am on the non-physical basis. It's all that in one great big package. So who's I am or what is I am? That's what I am is from Neville's point of view. 
I am is the nascent point of consciousness. It's, it's where consciousness begins in me. And hopefully that helps you, Nasha. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and I, I think that that's, and, and what I always encourage people to do as well, and, and, I, and I, I love the questions because that's part of what I'm encouraging. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I love people finding their own discovery. I, I, I would love to hear um, our, our listeners say, I'm going to research this this week, and next week I'm going to tell you what I feel about it. You know, and and that's the beauty of it. I love to hear other people's opinion. I've had I've had some really early people in in you know early in the process of law of attraction really come up with some brilliant concepts that I never even thought of. So you know when you when you're looking at this or you're coming along with it and and you're saying I love that you go instinctually with what feels. Uh, in, instead of just taking one of them, because you know the, they're they're and, and most of them, Walt, are very similar in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it really is. It's it's like they're they're very similar, and and they we all get to the same place. So I think we always start there. But but that the the study of of how each one does it is fascinating to yes. me, and and that's that's sort of what and that's what keeps me so alive in this. Instead of getting frustrated with you know. Well, you know, Abraham Hicks, you know, they, they said this, and I don't think that matches where I'm at. Uh, well, somebody's going to match where you're at. Look at that and see where that is and see what you can come up exactly. with. I mean, yeah, Abraham doesn't care. If, you know, again, no. all attraction doesn't care. It, you know, it makes complete sense. Absolutely. In fact, she, Nasha did actually give us some follow-up on what she was thinking. She said, I was told that God, it, it's, a, it's like the metaphor, God is a tree and we are the branches and that means I am, as in you are a part of God, just like branches. And then she said, followed that up by saying, you guys are too good. <laughs> so I guess we're hitting the, the mark. And then she follows up that up by saying, as in I am is a part of stating that you are a part of God. So, yes, there we are. Yes. And I love that, by the way. I love and Again, I really appreciate that input as well, because that, you know, that whatever your definition of God or, or where you're at, and I have as you know, I have mine, and and the fact that I am is a statement that I am within that context. I am within God. God is within me. We're all we're all of that, and that's where the energy of the universe exists. And that's when you're really getting into the depths of everything. Of you know, you 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 aren't uh, uh, the label. I, I often share about the young man that we we talked about several times in the show that. When when I asked him to tell me about me about himself, he said, "Well, I'm I am oppositionally defiant. Yes. I am depressed. <laughs> I am ADHD, and, and 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 that was so relevant. I hear that all the time. Mm. Uh, you, you know uh, that where where people say it in different ways. I, I I have one person that I I know that every time, how are you doing? Eh, okay, right. Oh, okay, well that's really woohoo! Wow, wow yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna." And I'll point out, have you noticed that you've been, uh, okay for the last 10 years? Yes, right. I know. Okay. Well, you know, let's, let's figure out the common denominator here. It's probably you. Um, but it, it, it's, but I, but I, I do concur that the, the exploration of all that. And, and one of the things that, uh, if you, if you listen to a lot of the, you know, when, when you get really that next level stuff, you know, some of the Seth books and, uh, you know, all that where, where, they really get into the concept of we we are God, we are that stuff, and and that's what you know. It, 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 and that's where a lot of the Buddhist stuff that you find that Absolutely. when you really start looking, instead of looking for the differences and everything, when you look at the similarity, it's amazing how much uh, religion, traditional uh, Christian religion or Buddhism or uh, you know all the different you know, Hinduism, they have a lot of similarities. And, and they're saying a lot of things, but we, we are programmed to look for the differences, and that's what we argue over. Right. Yes. Isn't that interesting how the differences grab our attention so easily? Because we actually gain more by noticing the similarities, but somehow the differences capture our attention. And I guess it's because, to use the Abraham term, we live in a world of contrast, um, which is a, basically yeah. a world, world where we get to decide, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, I want to track that, I don't want any more of that, that sort of thing. And in doing all that, we still end up kind of dipping our toe or sometimes our leg or sometimes our entire body in the contrast. Sometimes it gets in over our head, and that, that's where we get stuck. We're trying to figure out how to climb out of it. But nevertheless, the fact is we live in that kind of a world. And within that kind of world, we're going to notice the differences 
all the time, whereas the real strength comes right. in recognizing the similarities. Well, and we, we have one of the things when I've, uh, I've been director of several uh, residential treatment centers over the years and, and uh, in a capacity of man- managing a bunch of different people. And one of the things that has always amazed me is, you know, every, everywhere I go, everywhere I work, you know, I, I'm required to do evaluations of my employees. And, I'm a, and my supervisor would, would all, if I had a supervisor, if not, then, then my, the owner or somebody, the board of directors right. would do it. Right. But I would always be evaluated as well. And so I always was taught that, okay, uh, I, I evaluate on a scale of one to five. And one, if if you get a one on anything, you're you, you wouldn't be sitting there. So you're, I don't give one. <laughs> you're, you you uh, wouldn't you be there. Yep. And and I don't give fives. Fives means you have done something super extraordinary. Mm. Uh, that that you know it, it you would it, it's just way out there. You'd have to really. So you're, I'm looking for threes and fours are really good. A two, you better be cautious. And I explained that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but no one ever gets all fours and. It, it, you know, I, I have to give an honest account. Mm-hmm. So, well, I can, I have a hundred point evaluation that I've used in different, and, and I will, mm-hmm. I always tend to be positive, but I always look for areas that, of improvement. I really do. I, I think that's good for people. So I, in general, if I have above average employee, I'll throw a couple of fours in there in the area they strengthen. And I'll do maybe a, 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 a three minus and say, this is an area that I'm concerned about. You know, I'd be work on. Uh, and, and, and so but I take a lot of time on each evaluation for each person. And so any time that I could have the, I could give everybody, somebody 94 fours, you know, five, uh, uh, threes and one three minus. And what do you think their energy and effort is placed on? Three minus. The three minus. Yes. And it, it, it just because we, we're tending, we're, you know, and, 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 I, and that's universal. That's what I'm working with doctors or, or whoever. I mean, because we have a tendency, you're saying the contrast or the area of criticism is where we tend to, well, get, almost get defensive. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I see that in life and I, and, and I think that's where the differences come. I, I, when you hear the, the, the religious uh, arguments of the world right now that we have, and all the stuff and, and political differences, what it boils down to, and I've, I've discovered this, this is pretty impressive to me, what it boils down to is, I heard of somebody describe this, it's the fear of, a lot of these political arguments, the fear over your belief system is wrong, and I have to argue with you, my world's going to change. You know, there's there's one young lady in the Senate or Congress, right, Congress, I believe, right now. She wants to have a 70% uh, tax on these super wealthy. No mm-hmm. chance of that happening, but, oh, my goodness, that's where all the energy and focus is. Oh, Absolutely. she can't do that. She mm-hmm. can't do that. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's amazing that's that that's where the focus is. Because And, and, that, and we look at our political divide and the, and the hateful nature in which all sides talk. I'm not taking a side. Oh, They're all equally wacky at this point. Um, and, and so you see all that and being able to step back and realize that in, within the law of attraction, I don't want to ever become that law of attraction where my way is the only way. I can tell you what has worked for me, and I've seen other things that I, that I would never imagine working for me work wonderful for someone else. Sure. That's the beauty of it because that one commonality of what emotion we put out there is what the law of it that is the commonality of all of this the rest of the stuff is how do we adjust that emotionality exactly i agree with you um by the way you mentioned the uh the concept of job evaluations and uh you you may or may not be surprised to hear I, i'm not a fan of job evaluations and the reason i'm not oh, no, is because, terrible yeah and, and the reason is not because you know it's bad to uh tell somebody what they're doing well, there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't need to do a job evaluation in order to do that. The whole point of a job evaluation, it took me a long time to learn this, but the whole point of a job evaluation is not to help a person know how to move ahead. That's what the the uh, reason is given for doing. Okay, th- this is how you can move up in the company. This is how you can you know, achieve your goals and so forth. We're, we're explaining to you where you're at, and, and now you'll know how to get to where you want to get to. That's the reason that's given. It's not the real reason. 
The real reason is the employer wants to fend off all of these complaints that I should be moving up, I should be paid more, so on and so forth. And so they create the job evaluation program in order to accomplish exactly that. And then in the job evaluation program, they find all the little things that are not quite right. Oh, yes, these are the things that are right, but there's other things over here that are not right, knowing perfectly well that the people who they're giving the job evaluations to are going to be focused on that three minus. That's the whole purpose of them. It's yeah. a very divisive thing. Yeah. Um, personally, my own approach, well, the, thing, the thing that I use when I, when I have my own employees, I, I never, ever do job evaluations. Instead, I look for what people are doing right, and I praise them for what they're doing right. And that's my job evaluation approach. That's the entire approach in one right. package. Well, and, and, that, and that's why I love that. And, and one thing that I, as I try desperately to explain, you know, when, when being in the field that I'm in, when I'm director of a residential facility or a treatment facility, job evaluations are mandated by our licensing. We have to evaluate each person. Yeah. If, if it were something up to me, I'm with you. I, I think it's the most ridiculous thing on the planet. However, they are usually a licensure requirement uh, that that you perform that and and you know blah 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 blah. So you have to to be accredited and do the stuff you have to do. You have to do job evaluation. Really, uh, and, and, and use the forms that they use, so uh, that the crediting agency usually suggests. Right. So it does make it difficult. And I'm, I'm with you, and it, it the, the the idea that you know we, we do have that tendency. To, you know, I I I am very appreciative of criticism. Um, I I enjoy it. I I never argue back with criticism unless it's done in a hateful nature or something. But if if somebody says, hey. You know, and I've also said I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm okay with that. I don't want to be everybody's cup of tea. It's just sure. find out what works and move on. And and uh, uh, the idea that we have to be all things to all people that again that's resistance within the law of attraction. Mm. And uh, yes. being very comfortable with what works for you and how it goes. I don't need to defend how I got to my beliefs. I'm welcome to share them, but I try not to ever defend against the argument. Right. When people have a differing view. Right. Yeah, well, you mentioned politics. That's what that happens all the time. The fact is, politics is all negative. It's all about tearing down. Right. And, and the whole purpose right. of argumentation in politics is to tear down. Now, if you actually say that to somebody who's a political activist, they'll take offense at it. But nevertheless, the very next breath that they take, they will use to tear somebody down. So it's, it gets kind of hard to defend that position after a while. And, and I keep asking myself, yeah, but- what, what, if, what if we were to give up politics entirely? You know, what if we were just kind of throw it out the window, start all over again, and take an entirely different approach to the way we treat other human beings and to the way we deal with other human beings? What if we were to actually not look at other people in terms of what, they're, what we're afraid of and start looking at people in terms of what we love about them? And, and as soon as I think that, I realize now that actually can't be the first step. The first step has to be inside. And that ties back to yeah. what we were talking about with nausea. It has to start with that I am. It has to be a positive affirmation of ourselves in order to even get to the point where we can be reaching out to other people and telling them that we love them too or that we appreciate what they're doing or we think that you know, this particular thing they're doing is a terrific thing or whatever. That's Until yeah. we, until we as, as a culture, as a society, as a worldwide culture, start adopting the idea of I am inside, all that other crazy negativity is going to keep right on spinning. Well, and, and, and that's such a, uh, a sad state of affairs in a lot of ways because it is, it is what works now. It's what gets people's attention. It's what sells. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the idea that, that politicians are only going to do what gets them elected. And if, mm. if their perception is this crazy, uh, bombastic, you know, blah, 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 it's working. So you and both sides are using it. The part that gets me is the argument that the that because you know, they both are doing it. Oh but yeah. Oh well. Finger you know, we're not doing this. Well yeah yeah yeah. You're doing it. Might be a different form, but it's all taking place. And and you know we, we will never all come to a consensus on everything. We all have different experiences. You know the view of the world from you know my the window out of my office in Richmond, Virginia, is a different view than. You know, I'm in a really you know nice area with you know, a lot of green, a lot you know right there, a lot of doctor offices and a hospital, and mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm, I'm in a, a really nice area, and and yeah, you know, but yet 
you go five miles down toward you know a, a different part of town, and they have a different view. Right. And both literally and you know and, and suggestively, it's, it's sort of like yes, they yeah. they, they get to see the, the, it, and that's what we're looking at. The, the, your filter, your lens that you view the world through, determines a lot. And I always try to get people to say you're you're, respo- you're in charge of that lens. And that's what people don't understand. And when you can figure out, I can adjust how I'm looking through that lens and, you know, focus on my stuff. I am, let me be, I am, and then fill in the blank and then live that instead of worrying about, it often gets into, well, I am this, instead of putting a period there, I am, and then you are. And and then I try to label somebody else because they're not what I am. It's not just politics. I mean, you mentioned relationships before and how people can get very fixated on having one particular kind of relationship. Well, that's also a function of I am or more precisely lack of I am. Because that's how many times, I mean, you get this all the time as a life coach. How many times do you end up with somebody in your office, you're, you're trying to help them through some sort of relationship issue, and at some point in the conversation about that relationship issue, the finger pointing starts. I mean, that's like every day for you, isn't it? Every hour. I, 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 yeah, no, it, it is the, that's the hardest part to undo. When I have a family um, that has a lot of dysfunction with addiction or whatever, one of the, one of the most fascinating concepts is if I wanted to, if I were thinking, you know, cause I, I bill per hour per session and all mm-hmm. that. And, and right. it, it, I, I can make a lot more money by just sitting there and letting them argue and point <laughs> fingers and blame. <laughs> I could I can and stir that for I could sit there for eight hours a day with one family and just check, you know and, and and do that because because that is the pervasive thing. Well, do you remember when you said this or mm-hmm. when I was sixteen you did this and you mm-hmm. told me to do this that mm-hmm. created it and and then well and I responded to it and you're like oh my god and and there's it's so rehearsed and they don't hear each other because it's been such a dialogue for so long mm-hmm. and yeah. you know you you're 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 exactly right it is the it is the lack of communication that uh, uh, takes place where you're not hearing the other people. You're 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 forcing your opinion on them. And again, it, it, it's I have a, a several professional athletes that I work with, uh, and, and I, I had a really good conversation with uh, an NFL player of mine, and he is from uh, a, a really rough part of. I won't give any specifics, but he grew up in a very rough area, mm-hmm. um, very inner city area. Right. Uh, no father in the household. Uh, six of his ten best friends were killed mm. by the time he was sixteen. Oh boy. Uh, so, mm. so obviously, yeah, a very, very rough environment. Yeah. Um, he literally, he literally has seen police officers plant guns and do these things, and and mm. really, you know, do a lot of inappropriate stuff. Right. So. When he and when he kneels during the national anthem, and, and I, by the, I'm not taking a side here; I'm just stating his belief. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he kneels for the na- national anthem, he doesn't understand why everybody gets so upset mm-hmm. because he said, "I'm not kneeling against people that have fought in war. I'm kneeling against the inequity of minorities in some of these big cities." That's why I'm trying to draw attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and, and I said, and and I hear you, and I acknowledge that. And I said, but can you hear the other side of that? Not taking a side of what's right. I, I said, well, there, there's people in the stands whose family have died for the representation of that flag, and they're viewing your kneeling, and and they're viewing your disrespecting what their loved ones sacrificed. He goes, that's not the case. I said, I, I know it's not, but that's not what they're picking up on the perceptions, and if. if if everybody could listen to the other side yes. and understand what they're trying to say, it would make more sense. But neither side could hear the other side because they're too busy stating their position. And, and, uh, too it, busy it's pointing divisive. the fingers. And, and again, I'm not, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not taking any stance on that. I'm just simply saying that's the, that's the, the basis of, and, and that's an example politically where we get in the middle of minutia oh, yeah. uh, that it, 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 it if you really understood what this gentleman, young man, went through as a child, you'd have, you, you know, you could say, wow, I, I didn't grow up where I had the security or, or safety where 
the the people in my community are supporting. So so yes, he he wants to make that statement. So it's a very complex thing that you see that all the time, Walt, and that's mm. where it, I, I happen to believe that that we're all basically pretty decent people in the beginning, and life happens, and you develop these things over time, and you know it it it, it does it it draws us further apart drives us further apart and then when the political environment is screaming and yelling and and then and then making this something that it's not it, that we're we're getting further and further apart when that's allowed to happen and that's where that i am process is so incredibly awesome because if we could break it back down to i am good i am loving i am this person i am a law right. attraction practitioner I'll, whatever you want to fill in the blank instead of what you are I don't need to label you any. I can just fix me. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, thinking about families, families are a place where there's often a great deal of dysfunction, a great deal of abuse and so forth. And again, you, like you said, you could spend eight hours a day collecting from, you know, just watching families point the fingers at each other all day long. As the, that finger pointing happens, like you said, it's like the other side of, has heard all the finger-pointing arguments so many times they just kind of blank it all out. So you have two parties, two sides, that are pointing fingers at each other and screaming stuff at each other, and neither side hears what the other side has to say, what they feel. It, it almost becomes like a pain contest. My pain is worse than your pain. And you disrespect right. me if you don't like my pain. And the other person right. saying, well, no, my pain is is worse than your pain. You disrespect, disrespect me if you don't love my pain. And so it's a pain contest. Right. Like, who has the greater amount of pain? You're, I do. No, 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 I do. No, no, I do. I have more pain than you. No, you don't. I have much more pain than you have. You know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's crazy. I, that's literally, what we do. I literally have had a family almost say, I mean, you almost nailed the dialogue <laughs> of every family meeting I have at some point. But I had one young man stand up. Very frustrated. He goes, I'm the victim here. Mm -hmm. And his mother stands up and goes, oh, hell no, you're not. I'm the victim here. Mm. And, I'm, and, I, and I said, oh, my goodness. I stopped him. I go, so the winner is the victim? Yeah. I said, wow. I mean, so you're, you're now caught. Uh, and it, it was such a baffling statement to see them. It, it was amazing, Walt, to see that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and and they, they were just so passionate about being the victim or – you know, it, it, it's like, why would you want to, why is that winning? I, I don't understand why that's winning. I think it's, it makes no sense. Well, it, not it, it doesn't really make sense. It, it makes sense on one really dysfunctional level. And that is, I have, the only thing I have right now is pain. The only thing I have right now is frustration. That's the, that's the emotional state that I'm in. So I'm going to tout that, which is not healthy. And it's certainly not in alignment no. with what your inner being is, is saying. Your inner being is saying, no, no, feel good. This is, this is supposed to be an enjoyable experience being alive. But when you're angry, when you're frustrated, right. you don't, you're not in that mindset. So by God, if you're, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, if you're depressed, you're going to use it. It, it. Heck, turn it into a weapon if you can, because that way you can get what little amount of energy from somebody else that you can get. And any amount of energy is better than none at all. So you know, that's kind of what the mindset is. Right. And, and that, that's such a uh, – uh, when you look at it, the, the, that develops within the family structure, the family system or the work system or the political system or, or, or then you know, when you look at whatever systems you have going on in your life, that, when that need to be the most injured or the most painful or that victim mindset yeah. is, is so incredibly debilitating uh, because it – talk about the resistance to the law of attraction – when you're in that victim mindset, you're you're vibrating the victimization of yourself, and it's like law of attraction says more victimization coming up as you request it. Uh, it. It's just more, and and that's that's the to me everything that I look at. One of the things I look at, I, I see nothing more debilitating than the victim mindset, and, mm. and it's very sad. And 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 you know the the idea that you know we are our own solution. We are our remedy. Uh, we, we, our perspective is in our control. Our, my emotions are, I have the ability to control how I'm viewing things, how I respond to it. And, and, uh, uh, that, that I'll, I'll see people twist and turn on that all the time. It's mm. really uh, fascinating. And, and I'm not critical. It, it's where they're at. Yeah. I have great empathy 
for people that have been there. I've, I've been in the self-pity mindset. I've been immobilized by my self-pity. I've, I, 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 I kept having more things delivered that I could be more, show more self-pity toward. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I kept feeling that self-pity. And once I, I resigned from that committee uh, and said, no, <laughs> not anymore, and uh, it, it all changed almost it, almost instantly. Yeah, it's pretty quick, isn't it? It's really true. Shelley made a great yeah. comment, too, in the uh, comment section. She said they want their experience to be validated. And that's true, I think. Yes. They want it to be validated. I am, I am the most pained person. I am the most injured. I am the, the greatest victim. I am the person who has been harmed the most. I want that validated. That's really true. Yes. Well, and, 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 and somehow there's a, it's almost like somehow your validation then, it, 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 it gives, it gives it more power. And that's where, uh, you know, I go back to your most powerful energy, your most powerful moment is when you're able to adjust the I am. I don't mm. need someone else's validation for my my harm or my yes. hurt or what my perception. I, I, I just need my validation and, yes. and, and that's uh that that's where that I am makes such a big difference. That's such an astute uh observation because that val- the seeking validation uh for your for your injuries or your, your harm uh it, it it's it's part of the cycle and it it is what we've been that's what we're fighting against on some level, or, you know, obviously fighting against something is resistance, but you get my yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, <laughs> one of the things we're, we're trying to. Well, it shows uh, what our language is like. I mean, our, we, we have this built in language that we use that is in itself confrontational and fighting. I mean, it's built into the language. And yes. we are we're habitually right. tied into it. <laughs> right. And, and, and that, and, and we've talked about, you and I've talked a lot about that inner dialogue. Stuff. Mm. It, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, that, that inner dialogue stuff is so important. Uh, and, and, and I am participates in that. I am mm. what, what you're believing about yourself. And, and if yourself is, if your entire mindset is built on the fact that the world has always treated me wrong and I'm all, I'm always the victim here, that's all you can be. And that's the, that I, I can think of no more sad life than that. Versus that incredibly resilient. There's a one of my Facebook posts uh, in the last few days has been about this young lady who uh, um, it, it, it shows a young girl. She's four years old and she she's just now walking. She has cerebral palsy and she's uh, just now walking. Mm. And she says, "I'm walking." I just took a <laughs> and she is the most. She is so incredibly enthusiastic about that first step. Sure. And it, 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 you look at her, she. She's like, wow, she is walking. Instead of focusing on, I, I took till I was four years old before I could walk. I yeah. Mean, you know, that, that's oh, good. Way yeah. She's, she's not, on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's none of that. It's right. simply, I'm walking. Look at that big step I just took. You know? Exactly. I, I, I would love to bottle that, that incredible uh, energy she has and, right? and go forward. Yeah. And, and, and be able to distribute that around the world. That's incredible. Wouldn't that be something? That would be, well, actually, in a sense, we can. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to do it. The, the thing I've been doing, I, I, I did it for quite some time. For a couple months, I did it. And then I stopped for quite a while. And I started up again about a month ago. Mirror exercises, where I, I look in the mirror every morning. It's my my second thing to do. My first thing is feed the cats because they're demanding the attention. Then the second thing I do is I go to the mirror and I just start talking to myself in the mirror, saying all these positive things to myself, things that I don't normally hear throughout the day. Um, basic things. I love you. I think you're terrific. I, I, I really think you're doing a great job. You're doing all these wonderful things. You're helping so many people. Um, people are liking the podcast. Uh, your, your relationship with your wife is great. You have these great friends who are your co-hosts. I just keep doing all these things like that, talk, talking to myself, reinforcing for myself all these good messages that deep down I and everybody else wants to hear because we all really want to hear it. That's what we're really looking for when we're looking for validation. We, we try to get validation in the unhealthy ways, but what we're really looking for is the positive validation inside, the one that feels really, really good. And that's what I like about the mirror exercises. Mirror exercises help me get that. They, I literally get a daily dose of that before I even do the first podcast of the day. And I imagine to myself, well, mm. maybe, maybe mirror exercises aren't right for everybody, but what if everybody did something along that line, some way to reinforce for themselves 
hey, I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty special. Look at the wonderful things I did yesterday and then itemize what those things are and kind of relive them and, and say, you know, I'm going to do some more good things that, that really make me feel good inside and, and itemize what they are and think about them and talk about them. What if we did more of that? I, I think it would be a tremendously what, what, different experience. Well, that, that's, you know, there, there's a book called The Miracle Morning, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, it's a great book. I listen to it. it. It's the concept of of doing starting your day with finding out what works, you know, mm-hmm. so there's mirror exercises or meditations or whatever, you know, listen to motivational podcasts, but, but making an effort every morning to start the day of attitude adjustment or thought adjustment of, yes. of the vibration adjustment. And it's such an a, a, a amazing tool that, I, you know, if more people would, would, uh, you know, I think, my perspective would would benefit greatly by just taking the time in the morning to figure out what is the most positive thing you can do for you, uh, and and what works best for you, and spend that energy there. And you 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 really frame the lens of the day. You get to frame how the day is going to look to you uh, when you do that. And it's when you start off the day. You know, years ago when 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 I was in the middle of all my chaos and crazy. I mean, Mondays were the absolute most scary day of the week to me. It was mm. very Oh, crazy. Well, I love Mondays now. I really <laughs> love Mondays. Mondays are a much different place for me right now. I love them. Uh, but it was, it took me a long time to get there, mm. you know? And, uh, and, and, and it was, it was something that, uh, you know, I had to change my perspective of Mondays because I, I was beginning to hate Mondays and every, and Mondays were beginning to hate me, sure. uh, because I, I, I put that out there uh, now. You know, Monday's my favorite day of the week by mm-hmm. simply changing my perspective of that. And, and that's the power we have. That's the beauty of it right there Absolutely. is the most basic part is we're in control of that perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love one of the practices. You haven't talked about it lately, but one of the practices you have is whenever you, you get a new client, you give them a copy of The Secret, which I thought was a really great thing. Yes. You just buy, like, you know, bulk loads of, of copies of The Secret, used copies and wherever, and, and just give them out to new clients as they come through the door. And I, I just think to myself, if I don't know how many of the people actually read it, but let's assume we'll, we'll be really conservative. Let's assume only a quarter of them read it, okay? And of that quarter who read right. it, you, you, you get, I don't know how many clients you get coming through your door. Maybe you get 40, 50, 80, 100 coming through your door a week. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, um, you get, get a quarter of those reading the secret every week, and then you multiply that over the weeks and months and years. My God, you've helped hundreds and hundreds of people understand that all they have to do is change their own mental thought process, and life gets better for them. That's wonderful. I I um, order very I, I get used copies uh, um, tons of tons of times, and I I and I don't have great accounting systems for this. But <laughs> just the the email stuff that I have in place uh, that I can figure out. I have purchased. And over 2,000 copy, used copies of The Secret wow. in the last five years. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Yeah. And I have seven of them in my office now. So using some basic math, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of books. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and within that, and as we talk, I, I, I always caution people, I always tell people, you know, read it. it there's never been a better opening, beginning introductory concept to the law of attraction mm-hmm. it is the best document for that mm-hmm. it is not the most comprehensive nope. and i don't i don't agree with some areas of it a lot of times i think it focuses on some wrong thing but as far as so if you're looking for a critical review but i still think i i would no more hand someone a copy of abraham hicks's law of attraction as their first introduction they would run um <laughs> it, it, it it just it's a great book i love it it's, oh, it it's is. amazing but it, it's, it's so far out there for that first time. The secret is the, the gateway. It's the AOL of the Internet years ago. It's the <laughs> gateway to the Internet. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it frames it up enough where it's, it's a palatable thing. Um, you know, I have, I have somebody that heard one of our podcasts and went, never heard, thought about law of attraction, and downloaded a copy of uh, uh, Jane Roberts' Death Speak. Oh, boy. And, and, and wrote me and said, you're crazy. <laughs> yes. I said, well, 
if you start with that one, I am. Yes. Yes, right. Yes, that's not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's way out there. Oh, yeah. And that's not something that most people are going to gravitate toward in the beginning. Right. But the secret is, and, 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 and so that's the beauty of it. it. It's like we change that one one book at a time. And, I, and, and a lot of people say, do you want this book back? And I go, no, I want you to give it to somebody else when you're done. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, and just keep passing around because I, I do think that message is that that's what Rhonda's job was. I think right. to introduce us to this concept, and and uh, I I just cannot imagine a better way of doing. it. I'm so impressed with what she came up with. The perfect introductory to the law of attraction, and it, it's 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 her mission. It's who she is. I am. That's mm-hmm. who she is. That's very good. Well, that's a great note to end on. Unfortunately, we're kind of over time here. But as usual, this has been fabulous. Thank you for spending the time. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, Walt. Thank you. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 